Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. I'm, I'm, it is Thursday, February 18th, 2021. And yesterday, it was a pretty interesting day inside the Big Ten. There was a lot going on. We'll start off right away with the Cornhuskers because Ron Brown has moved positions for Scott Frost's team. He has moved from the director of player development to a senior offensive analyst role. And in all honesty, they need all the help they can get over there at Nebraska. So if Scott Frost thinks that Brown is going to fit better as an offensive analyst as opposed to uh, helping out with uh, player development, then I guess it is what it is because uh, I, I won't lie to you. The Nebraska program, I think when they hired Scott Frost from UCF, after how successful he was there, they just kind of automatically assumed that he was going to just make a very, very smooth transition. Uh, let's be real here as well. That UCF, Although it's not a Power 5 school, it is a school where you can win it, where it's a, like a coacher, like a lot of coaches get pulled out of UCF. I mean, look, Josh Heupel just got hired by Tennessee. I thought that one actually was a little late. I I thought Josh Heupel was a name you'd hear uh, from bigger schools, but same idea with Scott Frost. You know, you kind of earn your stripes at UCF and then you move on to a bigger school, which has been pretty common. But unfortunately for Nebraska, it hasn't worked out the way they thought they would. I think they thought when they brought Scott Frost back that he was going to really elevate the program. He was going to get the program going in the right direction, a direction they haven't seen since the 90s. Remember, Nebraska's a powerhouse with Tom Osborne back in the 90s. That was a long time ago. Football is completely different now. Completely different. Back then, they were running the triple option. You know, Frost was on those teams. Tommy Frazier won a Heisman. That was a long time ago. Gone are those days. They really are. And so, you know, if Scott Frost believes that Brown is going to help out his offense, you really hope that this is the right move for Brown, moving him away from director of player development. Uh, A note on the schedule, the football schedule for this coming season, the Illini-Nebraska game, uh, their opener uh, was supposed to be in Ireland. Well, to no one's surprise, that one's going to get canceled. They're going to reschedule it and move it to out in Champaign. So it'll be a home game for the Illini. And, and you know, to be honest with you, uh, it it's probably uh, a little much to ask any team to travel across uh, anywhere. You know, traveling right now, I, I'm actually kind of surprised uh, that the Big Ten was good with having all of the non-conference games when they announced the schedule. Let's see if the Big Ten flip-flops on that. Uh, I think that really what they could have done was said, hey, look, 
this is the conference schedule. This is what we got going on right now. Uh, the non-conference schedule will be in flux. Uh, we're going to wait and see. We'll see how traveling works. We'll see how everything else goes down. But, again, that is something that, uh, you know, shouldn't come to a surprise that that game has been moved from Ireland to Champaign. A couple commits from the 22 class yesterday. We'll start off with Iowa. Uh, they g- grabbed Kansas defensive end Caden Crawford, 6'5", about 240. He also had offers from Minnesota, Nebraska, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State. Uh, I think this is a solid addition to Iowa. I love this Isaiah Crawford. You know, when when you look at his pictures, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch his highlight film. But when you look at his pictures and you see the frame of the young man, there is room to grow. And if he's got Power 5 offers, then I think that, you know, this is a very solid addition for Kirk Ferris and the Hawkeyes. I think Crawford fits in well with what they're looking for. And I think that this is a, a guy that will succeed very well in Iowa City. Rutgers, Greg Schiano. I keep saying that their program is up and coming. They're going to need a little bit more time. They're going to need a couple bit more recruiting classes to really get to the point where they want to be. However, with a commitment from Pennsylvania linebacker Anthony Johnson, they're getting a little closer. 6'1", 230 pounds, and when you hear the offer list that Johnson has, you'll, you'll say, oh, really? He committed to Rutgers? Alabama, Ohio State, Penn State, Texas A&M, among others. He had other offers, but he had some big dogs there. Three of the top five teams from the past season in Alabama, Ohio State, Texas A&M. Texas A&M just missed the college football playoff last year, this past season. And Rutgers is beating out those teams for players? Yeah. Greg Schiano is a great coach, a very good recruiter, and he's going to have the program going in the right direction. Now, granted, it's going to take a little bit longer. He... you know, his his motto, the way that when Shiano was rehired at Rutgers, I don't think they expected a quick fix, and I don't think anybody did. I certainly didn't. thought that it was going to take a few years, a couple of recruiting classes. But they are on their way. They are. And with the addition of Johnson, which is obviously a very big one, because that offer list is impressive. Very impressive. And that's a huge win for Greg Schiano and Rutgers. Some players made their moves in the transfer portal as well yesterday. We'll start off with Penn State's tight end, Zach Kuntz. Kuntz has entered the portal. In his three seasons in State College, he never caught a pass, although one of them was redshirt year. He got over-recruited. And it's unfortunate for Kuntz because, uh, you know, he was a pretty solid player coming out of high school. Obviously, Pratt Fairmuth uh, really took the the majority of the snaps last few years. Uh, Bretton Strange, the redshirt freshman, when Fairmuth got hurt in the Ohio State game, it was Strange who came in and, and really 
performed at a higher level. Cunts continue to get passed over by freshmen. As a third-year player, if you haven't hit the field and made an impact, then I think in my estimation that you've really got to reanalyze your situation. At this point in time, there's, you know, you're looking at three different recruiting cycles have come in after you. And you've probably been over-recruited at this point in time. So it's understandable what Kuntz was thinking and why he moved on. And uh, you, know, you wish him the best. And as soon as we find out where Kuntz is going to go, let you know. Purdue grabbed Florida cornerback C.J. McWilliams from the transfer portal. Uh, this is not a, a big time get. Uh, remember, Florida is another team that is on the rise. Uh, they're really doing a very good job out there with developing talent. You know, they're going to have a couple of guys get drafted in the first round. But McWilliams wasn't a guy that really was a big-time player there. Not even. Uh, Just a couple of, you know, tackles here and there. And the fact that he just never really... Uh, saw the field, so obviously the transfer to Purdue uh, was a necessity for him to get some playing time, uh, and Jeff Brom needs all the players that he can get. So uh, this edition of McWilliams, uh, we'll see how it turns out because you know I, we don't know much of what McWilliams can do at the collegiate level. So I, we will find out soon because I think he's, I'm not going to say 100%, he's going to get thrust into the starting lineup for the Boilers, but he's definitely going to get some early run in his career there. So uh, hopefully it works out for McWilliams and Purdue. Before we go on to the basketball news, unfortunately the NCAA has extended the dead period. Uh, Like I told you yesterday, not very happy about where this is headed. The recommendations and the rumors last week have turned out to be true. The dead period was set for the 15th of April. Now it's run through the end of May. They've extended another six weeks. And I just cannot understand in my right mind how the NCAA has not been able to figure this out. It has almost been a year. It's going to be a full calendar year when this dead period is ended. And they still have yet to figure it out. Figure it out, NCAA. This is not that hard. You're supposed to be helping athletes. You're not helping the athlete right now. You're actually hurting the athlete. Many of these athletes... I've talked to the coaches, but not met them face-to-face. And I understand. I get it. COVID-19 has made everything more difficult. You managed to have football season. You managed to have basketball and all of the winter sports. Spring sports are starting up. Baseball, for the majority of schools, gets started this weekend. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know why they couldn't have come up with a plan 
or to have recruits come and check out the campuses, meet with the coaches. Yeah, recruits right now can go on campus. They're just not allowed to speak with the coaches. Well, why can't we have a rapid test and see if they come up positive or negative? The player and one family member. Again, I'm not asking for a lot. Just one parent, guardian, they're choosing whoever they want to come with them. If they come up positive, they can't go on campus. They come up negative, tour, meet with the coaches, mask up, do the right thing. It's that simple. But the NCAA hasn't made it simple. They've made this difficult. And they've made this difficult by just continuing pushing it back and pushing back the dead period. Because the 21 class never was able to go on official visits. And that is part of beginning your collegiate experience as an athlete. Going on visits, checking out multiple schools, making sure that the campus is right for you, that the student body is what you're looking for. The city is fitting what you're looking for, where you want to stay the next three to five years. I just don't get it. I really don't. It's an organization that's supposed to be protecting the players. They are not protecting the players right now. Not at all. Not one bit. All right, there were two games on the hardwood from last night. Uh, No ranked teams participated but there were some Big Ten games of significance. And the reason why they were significant is because three of these four schools are fighting to make the NCAA tournament. One school, actually I guess two schools, got a leg up last night. Maryland, one of those schools. They got a win over Nebraska, 79-71. Moved their record to... 13 and 10. Eric Ayala scored 24 points in that one to lead the Terrapins. They're getting closer to that NCAA bid. Getting closer. Remember, this season's a little odd. You're not going to have about 35 games. You're going to have them closer to 20. So, I'm sorry, 30 games. You know, usually they have closer to 40 with non conference games. And tournament, etc. They're not going to get there. Some schools aren't even going to get close. Maryland's played 23 games. Nebraska's played 19. It's going to be an odd year for basketball, obviously. And then the other game from last night, that was Indiana and Minnesota. Both teams vying for an NCAA at large bid. The Hoosiers inched closer. 82-72 victory. Trace Jackson Davis had a double-double, 20 points, 10 boards. Indiana improves to 12-19. Minnesota drops to 13-9. I said 12-19. I meant 12-9. I'm sorry about that. Three of those teams, Indiana, Minnesota, Maryland, are obviously fighting to make the NCAA tournament. Will they make it? I'm not sure. At one point in time, it looked like a shoe-in that Minnesota was going to make it. They were a ranked team. Maryland has played much better basketball recently. 
Indiana. They're solid. They're not terrible, but they're solid. I, If I had to guess, I'd say right now, one of those three teams makes it. Which one? I don't know. Because the season still has to play out a little bit more. But if I had to guess, I think one of those three teams makes it. So right now, the Big Ten's really top-heavy. Really top-heavy. A couple of games are scheduled for this evening. Uh, the early game is the top 25 matchup, Iowa and Wisconsin at the Kohl Center in Madison. Should be a good one. Very good one. Wisconsin really needs to play better as of late because they have not. They've dropped a couple of games. Iowa got back on the winning streak in their last contest. Wisconsin's got to play better. They are continually dropping their seed. Dropping their seed. They want a high seed when they get to the NCAA tournament. Number four, Ohio State travels to State College in the Bryce Jordan Center to take on Penn State. Last time they played, it was close. Penn State's good. Not great. They're good. They battle. Many a times they don't win these battles, but they battle. They're solid. So that one might not be a, a game that Ohio State is really concentrated on. Why? Because they got a top four matchup against Michigan, a rivalry game on Sunday. And who else plays tonight? Michigan. Michigan takes on Rutgers at home at the Chrysler Center. Number three ranked Rutgers. Solid Rutgers team. I'm sorry, three ranked Michigan. Solid Rutgers team. And and you have to wonder, uh, will Ohio State and Michigan be looking ahead to the Sunday matchup? And will one of them hit a speed bump? You'd hate to see it because some of the luster of the big-time game would be worn off, but it's potential. They're not playing bottom feeders. They're playing solid teams this evening. So we'll see if that uh, the shine of that top-four matchup is worn off if one of those two teams, Ohio State or Michigan, gets knocked off this evening. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. I'll go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. I'm Raiders Reviews and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Thursday, Big Ten fans. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.